Welcome in. Huge episode, week number 24. Everyone's favourite topic. Houses. Houses, houses, homes, homes, houses, houses. Give me one. I want one. Love it. Want a house. Keepthechange.co.nz. Money mail. Lesson number 24. Audio format for you. That the likes of you that don't like to read. There's no shame in that. Uh, this week's title was... Do these two words scare you or get you excited? Housing boom, dot, dot, dot. The little blue pill for Kiwis with cash. We can't help but stay excited. You'll start to hear these two words even more as people make headlines out of house prices going up. These two words drive plenty of FOMO too. Something we've been discussing, i.e. money following attention. Something that economists and smart people find really hard to measure. That's FOMO. In September, the number of properties sold across the country increased almost 30% from last year. Bearing in mind, this was written in September 2020, so we were predicting a housing boom, uh, well ahead of the media really getting on top of it and talking about it, and everybody spending their weekends looking for houses, 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 homes, 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 give me one, I want one. All of that, whilst life does still look very uncertain, doesn't it? But according to the market, now must be the time to buy a house, question mark. Cheap debt, people moving back to New Zealand, too few houses, no international travel, bank of mum and dad opening the floodgates, FOMO, it's all bloody happening. September house sales were the busiest month of sales since March 2007, and the strongest September in 14 years. House prices across New Zealand are 10% higher than a year ago. Auckland, well those buggers are up 11.5%. When was the last time you got a 10% pay rise at work? Probably never. A house that can't even talk showing us all up at work. For those sitting on property for longer than five years, they aren't paying tax on those increases either. For first-home buyers, it puts them into a tricky spot of, if I don't get in now, how will I ever get on the property ladder? And is this mortgage going to soak up my entire paycheck until I retire? Sure, debt might be cheap, but mortgage repayments required to service a mortgage will chew up a lot of someone's income, meaning a sacrifice in other areas of the old lifestyle. Nothing wrong with that, it just needs to align with your life goals, right? With rising house prices, those already in the market can borrow against house A to buy house B without any money down. Remember the leverage lesson? Who knows when this ends, or if it ever does. Probably with the capital gains tax finally getting accepted by a New Zealand population that remembers how much debt we have. But for now, if you're thinking about buying, do your research and be prepared for the bank. Think about what you want. Here's a bloody cool strategy of buying where you want to live in the future and renting it out until it is time to go and live there. Something to think about. So sometimes people will go and find a property they really want to live in in the future and they will buy that and then they will rent it out and they will carry on back in their normal life and they will know that in time they've got the house that they really desire to go and move into. It's a very different way to look at buying property and something that's not often spoken about but uh, rest assured that people do do it. Remember the month in process. That'll help you prepare your list of assets and liabilities that the bank will want to see. If you're in business, the bank will probably ask for a cash projection over the next 12 months too. They're trying to de-risk themselves from the very real reality that some people are going to over-leverage themselves. What did you just learn? It's all go in the housing market and prices just seem to keep screaming up. No one really knows how this will play out. But whilst interest rates are low and people can access debt, sales will continue to go through. If you already have a home, maybe the smart players to consider using the equity in the home to build out your future wealth by using leverage. 
buying house B from the equity you've stored in house A. Activity. It's month end. Prepare your budget for the upcoming month. Remember the budget process we went through in week two? It's something that we should be looking at monthly and we've spoken at length about this a number of times. So whenever you are listening to these podcasts, check what the date is. And if you haven't done your monthly end process, well, get out your spreadsheet, get out your template and have a crack at it. Remember to complete your financial position for the end of October 2020. How is your progress? Well, you're going to be listening to this and it's not going to be October 2020, just a heads up. But uh, whatever month it is, make sure you're doing it. How is your progress? What is working well? What isn't? Are you thinking of buying a home? Start studying the market and talk to an advisor. So remember this is only October 20. So we still had October, November, December, January, February and March when the property market was really still going nuts. So um, I was anticipating the next five months, well, basically the housing boom that, that was starting and continued right through to sort of March and April. And I was writing about it in the October because I could just see that that's where money was going to be flowing into the economy and all of these things were working so nicely, money following attention, people wanting to put their money over into houses and the bank and mum and dad coming to the party and low interest rates, many people wanted to borrow, many people wanted to take their money out of the bank and put it into the market somewhere that wasn't uh, the bank and so I was trying to give people a heads up of these things that uh, that that were happening and continue to happen and it's all quietened down a little bit in the um, housing sector as such but every time there is a money run to housing we always hear about this the housing boom the housing boom like fuck does anyone even know what that means I should have probably got a definition for that but anyway FOMO can be a real nasty nagger so make sure you're making financial decisions in line with what you want your life to look like not what someone else's life looks like. Luke, P.S. you're one of 1,852 recipients, there are 21 people working through Keep the Change Night School. Did you know 8,377 residential properties were sold in September, a 37% increase compared to September 2029. So property was going nuts right? And we all know that, like if you listen to this and you have uh, keep a, a half an eye on what New Zealanders are up to, it's probably outside of the All Blacks, the favourite thing that people like to do is set a goal to either make the All Blacks um, or travel internationally or buy a house. And, you know, that's for everyone to decide how they set their goals and what they want them to be. I'm sure if you've read enough of the Keep the Change content and tuned into a couple of the streams that you'll see I'm a bit biased towards the business sector, obviously working in that space, making a dollar out of myself, loving it, living and breathing it and advising clients in it as well. I obviously uh, lean further into that as an asset to be a part of and build your life around. But it is no secret that everybody in New Zealand is very, very, well, a lot of people, the majority of people are very keen on property and there's a huge fascination with it, and we've explored that in previous chapters. But I just wanted to forewarn people in this email that the housing boom and the attention was going to be coming towards housing, and it did. And we saw October, November, December, January, I think it was maybe February, maybe even March, I think it was. You just couldn't escape people talking about housing. And like if you weren't buying one, you were almost... You know, you're almost the the odd one out in your friendship circles. And I thought that sucked for some people because I knew that they wouldn't be able to do that. They wouldn't be in the position to be able to buy a home. And so what I was trying to get people to think about is 
before all this chat starts happening, like you think about it yourself, do I even want a home? Like is that is that something I need to be going out and rushing to do just because everyone's going to be doing it and everyone's going to be talking about it? Do I need to get on the bandwagon and become a part of this group of people that fuel it even more and continue to push more weight towards the housing boom that we'll read about and see on the news every night and all this sort of stuff? Um, and what are your financial goals? What are your goals for your life? And in these Keep the Change emails, I'm always trying to touch on that because I just think not enough people take the time to stop and go, what do I actually want from my life? And a house is a great way to trap yourself from from not having the ability or from having the ability to do that because for all the benefits there are of buying a house, it can be a trap for a lot of people that end up in the system of paying a mortgage and stuck and going, well, I can't leave my job and I can't move and we've got this house now so things are different and you know it's it's no different to buying a dog or buying a pet. Well, we can't go away this weekend because we've got the dog to think about and people, they do, often they'll do what everyone else is doing so that they can fit in but they don't think about the consequences of that. Sure, having a dog might be amazing for some people, but you lose your freedom. You lose a bit of your freedom. And freedom's one of the ultimate assets that we don't get taught about having. And it's something we're all striving for, but we're all a bit scared to talk about it. And each time we add something into our life that removes a bit of our freedom, our life becomes a bit more difficult. And we have to accept the, the consequences of that as we go. I think buying a home and having a home is no different. But again, a lot of people don't want to talk about that side of it. They just want to talk about, well, it goes up and it goes up in value. You'd be an idiot not to get one. You have to get one. It's the it's the Kiwi dream. It's the life goal. You know, you'll get five hundred likes on Facebook. Everyone will think you're awesome. And yep, those things all happen. But the banker doesn't sit there and say to you, "Hey, just a heads up, this is a thirty year loan. Eh? You know that you've got to meet a mortgage repayment every week, fortnight, month." You, like you, you can't miss a day mate you do know that yeah cool so if you have a fucking big bender and you spend all your money and you can't pay your mortgage like we don't care you need to find a way to do it so yeah just hand over a piece of your freedom and get familiar with the fact that that's what you're trading to then have a mortgage this entire time and if you just want to get up and leave and sell that home you need to understand it doesn't just sell in a day's time so you need to plan that in advance so there's obviously the realistic things that people don't talk about to people that want to buy a house because it's going to slow them down and potentially make them think longer and harder about doing that. And of course people, um, if they've bought a property before, they're probably more geared towards favouring the advice that you should do the same thing too because they'll have bias to it and they'll think, well I'm richer, I'm richer on paper because it's gone up in value and it's given me protection from the storm and somewhere to live. And it's not for me to tell you whether buying property is right or wrong, it's a definitely uh, a horses for courses type thing. It's depending on who you are. But the key here is obviously, as always, like what do you want? And think about that. And don't just do what the crowd's doing. Don't just do what someone's telling you you should do and what's happening on the news and what your mates are doing. Because what, do you, what happens when you wake up and you're like, fuck, I've got all these things I don't even want. What, what do I do now? I wish I'd didn't do this five years ago I wish I, I wish I thought about this so you know I can't say enough how important it is to really 
consistently think about the things that you want from your life and go out and find ways to make those things happen. And if that is for you buying a property, well, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Like, good on you and well done and go after it and make a plan to be able to do that. But don't just accept the propaganda about how your life should all be should be about one thing and that is all aiming all of your attention and assets and resources and freedom towards buying a house because that may not be what you want but first you have to know what you want so episode or money mail number 24 was starting to look at the housing boom that was starting to creep in and it ran for a good five or six months after that email went out anyway so people had a little bit of different critical thinking to think about before perhaps pulling the trigger on buying a property as well and again just want to reiterate if that's the thing you want to do good on you if it's not, like, just study both sides when it comes to finances and all these types of things and try and find different opinions to really test out what it is that you want to do. All right, we'll see you in week number 25.